Hi and welcome to a very special co-working, a podcast about what makes co-working special. And this is the first episode of this new year, so I'm trying all kinds of new stuff. So I've been trying a new kind of banner. I don't know if I like it or not. I'm trying this new kind of video. It's a bit church-like. Uh, I also don't know if I like it or not, but I'm trying new things and seeing how it sticks or not. And this year and this month's uh, guest is Bozidar Ivanov from Networking Premium. Welcome, Bozidar. Hello, Fanny. Thank, thanks for having me here. I met Bozidar it's very, very weird. I know a lot of people from Open Sofia. I've never been to Bulgaria, but I don't know. They share a bunch of stuff on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and uh, and you've been, uh, you and uh, Anastasia, uh, the other person I know, mm -hmm. uh, been involved with um, freelance business, uh, which is kind of based in Belgium, or at yep. least one of the members is based in Belgium. And so I've been following all that and connecting with all those wonderful people, including Bozidar. I think I've published a guest post with you. Is that correct? Yes, I'm pretty sure you have. Yeah. So all that the was the first time we really had a, a discussion through uh, LinkedIn DMs. And then I saw not too long ago that Bozidar was uh, working in a co-working. I'm like, oh my God, I should invite my network, you know, to uh, talk about co-working and be uh, co-working geeks together. And here we are. So Bozidar is hosting events with Networking Premium and will tell us all about it and about the different events been doing. But one question, what question I had for uh, quite some time now, what are you doing, Bozidar? Because you do copywriting, you do social media, you do event, you do co-working, you do so many different things, don't you? Mm -hmm. Yes, well, again, it changes on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, in my day job, uh, recently I started a new position as a marketing assistant uh, for a British company, but I'm still involved uh, in uh, networking premium. I still do lots of uh, marketing related stuff. So that's lots of social media, emails, uh, HubSpot, outreach, things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but I also love uh, like getting my hands dirty and making uh, stuff happen in real life. So events is uh, one of the ways that I do that. And I'm also involved in, for example, me uh, mentoring organizations such as Mentor the Young, which is an organization which uh, promotes network, which promotes mentoring. And that's also one way in which uh, I'm trying to be useful and I get to meet new people and go do events and things like that. So whatever I can get my hands on, I like to get involved. Yeah, so you're pretty active, doing many different things at the same time. I like to say multi-passionate, doing uh, multiple yeah. things at the same time, because that's how you are. That, that's what I do too. And uh, so you were not involved with co-working previously. Your experience with networking premium was the first time you were working with a co-working space, correct? Yes, that's correct. And how did you learn about co-working? Were you yourself a member of a co-working before working with them or? Well, no, actually not. Um, it's funny that you mentioned Open, Open Bulgaria because that is an uh, organization that uh, helps uh, foreigners uh, settle in Bulgaria. And I was doing the marketing of that organization as a volunteer. And after the pandemic, you know, during the pandemic, we were focused uh, more on uh, online things, on uh, making content or on uh, connecting with people online. 
But uh, as soon as the pandemic finished, we shifted to live events. And since the founder of this group, Giuseppe, who is an amazing person, uh, yes. he is a very good friend uh, with uh, Emil, who is the founder of Networking Premium. So mm. almost all the events that we did for Open Bulgaria, they were hosted in a Networking Premium. And okay. back then I, wasn't, I didn't even know what the co-working was. I just saw this great place that uh, opened its doors for us to and allowed us to do all these great type of events. So that's how I got involved with uh, Networking Premium. I got to know what they did. I got involved with the community and that's how we started. Yeah, so you haven't been to a co-working space yet. You're organizing events. Suddenly you can organize events in that space, which is a co-working yes. space. What did you think about it? Did you first thought it might be just an event venue or did you see all the co-working part of it? What was your first impression? Yeah, well, maybe in the, in the start I was thinking more in terms of traditional office because uh, I know that people were working there uh, and, you know, you get uh, people running around with laptops and things like that. Uh, so we just thought that uh, uh, that just the founders were allowing us to use it for events. But mm -hmm. then after I got uh, to know the people there a bit more, I started to realize that they do lots more than just have offices. Mm. You know, I started uh, understanding what uh, co-working space is. I started getting involved with other events that they did. And that's how my my impression of this uh, grew. Yeah, yeah. So when when did it happen that you started to work more with them and not just with... Because at that time you were working with Open Bulgaria and you were yes. hosting events there. But that's all. Mm -hmm. You were not really working with Networking Premium. Yes. Well, it's a bit of a funny story because uh, I ended up liking the place so much that Sometimes mm -hmm. when I was uh, having events there with Open Bulgaria, uh, people from, uh, you know, random people that came to visit or people that were actual co-workers, uh, they started asking questions and they were asked mm -hmm. like, do you work here? And I was like, well, no, I don't work here, but I can help you with whatever uh, you're looking for because at that point I knew the spaces uh, quite, quite well. Mm -hmm. And it seemed very natural that one day I would actually start working there. And in my previous... Uh, position again I was doing marketing and it was a very sort of desk-based job and mm -hmm. I was a bit dissatisfied with that I was really not feeling uh, mm. too happy with the place I was working with and I thought that it might be interesting to try something different you know uh, move away from marketing a little bit and that's how as I was looking for a job uh, I realized that they were looking for a person to help them with events and everything happened very naturally yeah you were already planning events at that place, so why not plan mm -hmm. ever more events? And that's how you came on board. What's your first experience as more an employee, an insider, different than what you expected? Or was it kind of the same? How was it? Hmm. Well, when I was an outsider, I was always looking at it uh, from just one angle. But then mm -hmm. as soon as uh, I was an actual employee, I was look. I was. I had a much uh, bigger view of the whole business, and we're actually a really like we're a small company, but we have a very big business. You know, we have maybe around ten locations, so we have uh, quite a lot, quite a lot that happens below the surface. 
who have uh, lots of things that we're working on at, uh, any, at any point. So it was really a, a shock to uh, learn about all the, all the new things that we were doing, to learn about all the things that were happening, uh, mm -hmm. to learn about how we were, you know, approaching our clients, uh, who were the companies that we were working with, uh, what was the process of buying milk or like even small things like that. So it was yeah. just so many things go into running a co-working that it's really, it was a very, a very big learning process. And even like, even now I've been there for six months and I, there's still new things that I, that I learned. So there's lots of uh, things that go inside the yeah. working in a place like that. It's very big and very complex. It's true. And uh, I'm thinking some co-working spaces do not host heaven or they don't have the space for that. Mm -hmm. Or some it's really half or most of the business are about events. And it's been really crazy during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. But wherever you, you're hosting events. Do you believe co-working and events go well together or uh, they don't have to host event or do you think it's absolutely necessary of course you might preach for your church but mm -hmm. i want to have your point of view well really co-workings and events are a very good fit um, mm. mainly because when you're in the co-working uh, you're not just a worker there but you become part of their community yeah. so you end up really meeting new people there uh, you meet people that otherwise you wouldn't have met and you're just in this space together and it just very naturally you get to know people you make friends and you obviously the next step is you want to socialize with them and you don't want to just be in a working environment so in for the co-workers it is very natural for them to uh, go to events with other co-workers and if the events are in the co-working then that's super convenient because you're all already there yeah and even for the companies themselves you know, you might think, okay, this is just an office, so I'll go there, work nine to five and then go home. But then when we have events, you work nine to five. And then after that, you have a fun event that you can join. So it really, it's a natural match for co-working spaces and events. And yeah. as long as uh, you have the space for it, then I, I think it's absolutely a good idea to host events in your co-working. Uh, what kind of space do you believe is right for event? Is a kitchen enough for like more small uh, informal event? Or do you need really a big event venue to attract people to host events there? Well, it really depends. Uh, mm. Depends on what you have and what you're working, working with. At Networking Premium, we're very fortunate to have a lot of uh, different spaces. You know, mm -hmm. we have big terraces that are good for... Uh, uh, summer parties when the weather is nice, but we also yeah. have uh, big halls that are good for big indoor events. And we also have smaller smaller spaces that are a bit more interesting, that are more fun for, you know, smaller community type events. So yeah. really, whatever you have, it's not what you have, it's how you use it, as people say. Mm. What kind of event do you typically host? Like you were saying, there are bigger uh, space and bigger events and smaller space and smaller events. Uh, what is the spectrum exactly of what you've been hosting? Well, we have lots of events at Networking Premium. Uh, if you start from the big end, we have our premium event, which is uh, Pitch to Pitch, which is a competition where startups uh, pitch their ideas for one minute in front of investors. 
En dat gaat mm-hmm. dus every month. En dat... Dat gets like maybe 300 people attending. So truly yeah. our biggest event. And it's quite the... Mm-hmm. Quite a big event. And we've also done some big conferences that, again, they've involved like 200, 300 people. So even our biggest event space, we use that. Uh, and on the other end of the, of the spectrum, you know, we have some very small intimate events. You know, we have a game, board game nights where just yeah. uh, 10 or 15 people just gather around and uh, play board games. We have a yes. chess event where people come and play chess. So it's really, it's a very big spectrum. Yeah, uh, yeah. Again, it comes back to what uh, event space do you have and what mm-hmm. you can use it for. Uh, but our, we, we do lots of events and with all sorts of uh, scale type, you know, corporate uh, and also more friendly and community-based events. Mm-hmm. So really, we, we do it all. Yeah, you impressed me with the chess or the board game because even if you have a very small space, you could say, okay, at 6 p.m. it's the end, we close and we start a weekly Friday chess game or something like that and could actually be a thing because even if there's only space for 10 people, you say, "Ah, it's 10 people because there's no more space, no more chair and it could be a thing. Yeah, absolutely. Again, it's uh, up to you about what uh, you want to make and you can always get people that uh, you already mm-hmm. have uh, the people that uh, are, are your audience. So whatever mm-hmm. you do, you already have somebody that wants to listen. So why not make an event? Uh, mm-hmm. You have people that want to join. Yeah, yeah. What about the frequency then? Do you mostly have weekly, monthly event, or is it more ad hoc when the opportunity is there? How do you organize that? Well, that uh, that really depends on the events. Mm. Some events we like to keep a structure. We like to have them every month, and our audience ex- expects that uh, they will be there every month, so they can even our biggest event, pitch to pitch. It happens every month on the 11th. So even if you make zero advertisement, people know that on the 11th in uh, Netflix Premium Gurko, we're having that event. So it's good that if you if you can, you can have some structure and have a schedule. But even, even if uh, you don't have that, sometimes we make events for three days in the future. So we, sometimes we have very small time to advertise them, but still we do them if they're, if we think it's a good idea and if it's easy to organize, uh, we can do them like this. So it yeah. really depends on the event. And what what, what makes you think that an event, the type of event is a good idea and that people will show up because three days is very really short. Yes. Well, honestly, we, we do it by our own, uh, mm. you know, by our own opinion, because sometimes mm. Uh, we have some events and they don't end up working very well uh, mostly because let's say we choose a bad time let's say if it's around christmas and people are traveling and mm. they might not uh, have the time to come visit us so you know it's if we think it's a good idea and we can make it we make it and then obviously we do the promotion on social media mm. we tell to we tell to people but at the end of the day, it's uh, sometimes events don't work out very well and they don't get a high attendance. 
but you know that's part of the job you can never predict uh, how something will perform yeah you don't know if you don't try it and then you learn and you iterate for the next time for example you were talking about christmas so apparently christmas yes. isn't a good time to plan events yes weird uh, even if even if it's like a christmas event uh yeah. sometimes it might not uh you know it might not uh, attract as many people because people are traveling people have other <laughs> ideas uh or sometimes you know this halloween we had like a big halloween event mm -hmm. so the problem is lots there was lots of other halloween events and mm. we didn't get uh, a lot of attendees which is very sad uh but oh. again it's part of it's part of the job yeah yeah uh, so, so another lesson learned is typical uh, holidays and period when there are a lot of other events. So maybe identify a uh, time, time period when there aren't that mm -hmm. many events and be like, okay, we're going to be one of the only that makes an event during those, those times. Yeah, that's a very good point. Sometimes if you pick a a day where there's not a lot of other things going on mm -hmm. and people want to be outside, they want to socialize, they can come to you. But mm. if you pick a very, you know, busy point. So now you say you were working on events with Open Bulgaria, working, uh, hosting events in networking programs, and you started working on all events with networking programs, you're still working with them, but you also move on another job, meaning you don't have that much time anymore. Uh, yes. I was wondering, my, my one question for you, uh, what kind of events do you like the most to host? Not to attend, to host, because maybe they're different. Okay, huh? That's huh. Uh, I guess that's an interesting question. I guess the events I like the most is the events that people enjoy, because uh, mm. when people come and they have fun, obviously you you feel that and that makes you feel good. So I was saying again, mm -hmm. events that just events that people enjoy. Uh, yes. It can be a small event, it can be a big event, uh, but if people are having fun, even if something goes wrong or if uh, mm -hmm. you didn't have the time to set everything up as you wanted, uh, then if the, the people are enjoying it, that's the most important part. Uh, and would you say that's more um, hobby event or a personal event compared to the professional event that might be more serious and less fun in a way? Well, I've, I've attended the professional events that have been quite fun, you know, even if it's like a conference or if uh, it's mm. like a lecture and people, if the people are interested in attending and learning mm. from there, then it, it is still fun, even though it's not, you know, it's like not like a party or something. So even if it's work involved, if the people are there and they're having fun, then it's still fun, even though it's not, uh, you know, something very relaxing or very chilled out. Yeah. So that's been your experience. That's been my experience. But you know, I like to hear other people's point of view. I like to think that you cannot work without having fun because you need fun to do great work. So you need to have fun to work. But yeah, that's my absolutely. personal belief, maybe. But I'm, I'm glad uh, I'm not the only one in this baguette. And uh, so that's events you like to host. What about events you like to attend? Uh... For events like to attend, well, on the one hand, events that uh, are attended by people that I know, uh, because mm. obviously I'm part of the community. I know yeah. lots of people uh, from Networking Premium 
and from other organizations that I've worked with. Uh, so when you go to an event and you see lots of familiar faces, I guess that's the most fun type of event. Mm-hmm. And also maybe if there, it, it's an event that uh, has lots of high energy, you know, if it's a presentation or if, if it's something very inspirational or something that uh, has lots of uh, young people that want to learn more and, uh, you know, share experience and you can feel yeah. the energy in that uh, in that space. And I guess that's what I like in attending the most because it fills me up with inspiration mm. and good ideas. Mm, it's a bit like your mentorship program you were talking about earlier. Exactly. Yeah, you were thinking about that one. What made you think about uh, joining such program? Well, uh, before I started, I've uh, I've mentored one person in the UK, and I helped them uh, get uh, better in their marketing journey and get a job mm-hmm. in marketing. And I found that was a super rewarding experience. So yeah. I thought about that might be something that I'd want to do here in Bulgaria as well. And that's why I attended uh, Mentored Young, which is the mentoring program that I attend now. And it was also very fun because I didn't under, I didn't realize back then that they have a very strong community of uh, young, ambitious people. And uh, that's also one of the reasons why I enjoy yeah. going to their events and being part of the community. Yeah, high energy. Well, not... Actually, not too nerdy, but yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and uh, maybe my last question uh, mm-hmm. about the future. So what you're doing now, you're doing kind of marketing maybe or doing less events than before, aren't you? Yes. Well, at the moment, mm. uh, for my day job, I'm more focused on marketing, but I'm still focused on doing events uh, mm-hmm. because that's something that I really enjoy. And Actually, right now I'm planning to create a startup conference in networking. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a conference where we're going to invite people that are going to speak on the topics of, uh, you know, leadership, uh, marketing, uh, networking, growing, you know, because we have a very, a very big network of uh, startup founders, uh, yeah. uh, VCs, angel investors, and other super successful leaders. And the natural step is to get those people in our spaces and get them to share their experience. So yeah, I, I feel co-working uh... spaces are pretty much linked with uh, the startup industry, you know, yeah. or it's startup who started the co-working space or it's somebody that created their own co-working space for themselves to work yes. at and invited other startups, etc. So it's really, they're really tight. Yes, absolutely. Mm. And uh, we love to give back to the community, invite people to uh, learn something new and uh, become founders themselves. You know, we love to mm-hmm. nurture people with uh, great ideas. To loop and, the loop. Uh, of course. That's what networking mm. premium is most known for and that's what we're going to carry yeah. on doing. Uh. So I'll do this event and then obviously I'll carry on doing some of the other smaller events like the chess event uh, that mm. we're doing. Yeah. So there is still going to be lots of, uh, they'll be seeing me around a lot. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty motivating in a way because you could say, okay, I'm moving on to something else. I won't work with them anymore because I have something else in my life. That's totally mm-hmm. legit, you know, but you decided to still uh, work with them. Hosting yeah, events and all that. Uh, yeah. 
again, I was doing that as part of Open Bulgaria before I worked yeah. with them, and I'll still carry on doing afterwards because I genuinely enjoy it. Uh, yeah. I love meeting the people that are part part of the community. Mm-hmm. I like making events and getting uh, you know people to come and uh, have fun and enjoy themselves. So mm-hmm. obviously, I get I get lots of positive emotions from this as well. I get oh. to meet lots of new people. Yeah. So I do. I do get lots of it. Uh, yeah. I get lots from it. Uh, you do it with your heart. Huh? That's good. Well, uh, we're coming to the end bit by bit. I know it's it's very, very short. Uh, you didn't, mm-hmm. uh, we don't expect that sometimes. Uh, maybe before we close, uh, this might be one more thing you'd like to add or to talk about. Hmm. Well, okay, now. Nothing pops to mind at the moment uh, until I remember something. Uh, I can invite you all to, if you want to get in touch with me, uh, you can get in touch on LinkedIn. I'm sure Fanny will provide the link. You can also follow Networking Premium Coworking Spaces on LinkedIn and Facebook. And if you are in Sofia, if you are, if you are a freelancer or if you work remotely, or if you want to try out the space, uh, you can message me on LinkedIn and I'll I can go and uh, I'll give you a daily pass so we can come and try the space. So uh, reach out on LinkedIn and maybe start the conversation. And Bulgaria is uh, more and more known among uh, remote workers and digital nomads. And it's been on my list for quite some time. So I'll be Mm -hmm. sure to drop by Sofia at some point. Yes. And if you have any cool ideas for events, you can always drop them and I'll see what I can do. Hmm, I'll think about it. I'll make a list. (laughs) There's always new things to do, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Well, Bozidar, thank you so much for this lovely conversation about all those kind of events and basically how to build a community because that's in the end really what it is about. And as we were saying, we'll catch up again in the comments or through the DMs. Yes. Thank you very much, Fanny, and thanks for everyone who uh, watched. Uh, and yeah, if you've never been to a co-working space, I highly recommend it uh, because you never know what uh, you're going to find there. That's so, true. Feel, so go for it. Yeah. Bye. Goodbye.